Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. So it is, as we've mentioned in, in episodes past with our friends, it is summertime. When the weather's hot? Yes. And this studio is abysmal. Oh, it is. There is no natural airflow. There's no unnatural airflow, I should say. Yes, there's no flow. There's no air conditioning. There's no heating. There's no whatever. And this there sits, certainly is heating, but it's all natural. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it sits exposed. Yeah. This would be fun to do podcasting here when there is no heating. I would like that. I'd like to do a cold podcast. It's coming. Yeah. Give it time. Crispy hang, podcast. Hang in there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> hang in there. Uh, but so it, it brings to mind a question. By the way, I think Studio North is, is coming soon. Studio. Oh, yeah. So, excellent. So uh, it, it may be that we have some uh, some flip floppage. Excellent. I don't ever mind the drive, so I don't mind coming to Studio South. But Studio Studio North is in the making. When we when our podcast has two studios, oh, yeah. we've really made it. <laughs> we could just each record in our respective <laughs> studios and then put it all together. Skype it. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. All right. So first question. This is a two parter. Mm-hmm. First question: Do you prefer as a person? To be hot I, or to be cold? There's no no hesitation at all. I would always rather be cold. Like the, I would rather the weather be cold. Yes. Yes. So meaning that I don't want my final, like if I had, I would rather have to deal with the problem of being too cold than deal with the problem of being too hot. I agree that dealing with the problem of being too cold is easier to address. You can always put more on. Yeah. You can only take so much off. <laughs> so that brings that, me. That's, to, that's what it is yeah. to me. That's, that brings me to the second part of the question. Yeah. What are Tyler Domsky's best ways to beat the heat? To beat the heat? In the summertime. Well, my most practiced method of beating the heat is complaining to everyone that I know about it. <laughs> so as soon as Does it that gets... actually make you feel humid, colder? It, I don't know, but I keep trying it. I mean, it's, it's been my most, my, my most consistent uh, method. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the real... I am the biggest baby in, in, all, thing, in all parts of my life. Uh, when it comes to heat and humidity, okay. um, a, a dry heat I can handle a whole lot, but like 80 degrees and low humidity with a with a slight breeze, even if it's a warmer breeze, I can handle that. Okay, like California yeah. weather, I'm okay with. Um, it's the humidity. It's where it's where you walk outside and you're like in an armpit. Like that's these that's last terrible. few days in Pittsburgh have been your favorite days ever. Right? Yes, yeah. Oh, I love them. They're so <laughs> terrible. It's it's hot as a crotch outside, and it really is like you walk outside and someone went. Right in your face, oh. and uh, that's what we lived. So I we hate that sound, and I hate how accurate that yeah, statement yeah. is. Yeah, we lived in the Florida Keys for the first uh, couple of years that, after we were married. Do they have heat and humidity um, there? They exclusively have humidity there. <laughs> so the Florida Keys is an interesting place in that it never has. I don't think it's ever been recorded of over a hundred degrees. Interesting. Uh, it's always eighty-eight. But the but the it, I mean really it feels like the weather people in, in the keys are getting away. They all they tell you is there's no hurricane today. Like that's all that's, that's the, the only thing they're there for. Yeah. And everything else is it's 88 degrees every single day, except for there's two weeks in January where it goes down to to 58, and everybody oh gets out like winter coats, and then it goes back to 88. <laughs> um, but the humidity is consistently 98 degrees, oh. like Nick, Nick Lachey levels of humidity. <laughs> Every single day. Yeah. And so you would look out the window and it'd be beautiful and be like, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go for a bike ride. I'm going to go for a walk along the ocean. Like we literally lived across the street from the Gulf. Wow. And so it was beautiful. But as soon as you go outside, it like it enveloped you in yeah. this, like you could feel it cover you. And it was horrible. I get, you'd be sweating within like 10 steps and I can't handle that. <laughs> so I, I'm a huge baby when it comes to that. There's two, the two things that I, um, We've been without, we are, we can go without a lot of luxuries in our life and we've been without um, a lot of different things at various stages and we're, we're without several things now. But the two things that I've been without that I've kind of said I don't ever want to be without again are a dishwasher mm-hmm. and an air conditioner. Yes. And so, I mean, the, to answer the question really is that my method is go where there's air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing I could do. Uh, when I have to be outside, I stay in the shade as much as I can. Uh, I go, we go to the pool a lot. I was going to say, are you a pool guy? We are, but I am a, like, since we have kids, I may go on the five feet and just stand up to my shoulders and just kind of hang out in there. Yeah. Um, I'm a hang out in the pool kind of guy. Are you the launch the kids? Uh, I would if I, if we were, if they let me do that. Yeah. Uh, but we are at a public pool like our the the community pool which i highly recommend there's a really interesting kind of sociological piece about how when private pools came into play um communities kind of fell apart not fell apart but like the the community connection was lost once 
private pools became more of a of a mainstay. I could see that. Yeah. And our pool is like, I don't know, half a mile from our house. So we could we could just walk up. We don't. Because uh, it would be a miserable, like with little <laughs> kids, like you could yeah. do it, but they're not going to be happy by the time we get home. And I was going to say, the, the return home is going to be what kills yeah. you there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, it's something that as they get older, we can, we can take walks up there and, um, and especially going to flip-flops. Like it's not a good, it's not a comfortable walk in flip-flops, but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go there like every day at like six o'clock. Um, and a nice thing is because most of the people will go home who've been there all day. They'll go home for dinner at six o'clock. And yeah. so it's like, nobody's there. Yeah. And we'll just, I'll hang out in the pool. Kids will swim around. I'll play with uh, the youngest for a little bit and then just kind of hang out the rest of the time. Mm. It's pretty great. Does your pool have a good snack bar? It does. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't ever really get snacks there because I never bring, I don't have cash. I don't live my life with cash anymore. I feel like the snack bar is the pinnacle of young kids summertime. Yes, that my kids are way into it because yeah. we started giving them allowance mm-hmm. for the minuscule chores that they have to do and just live in life. Um, and teaching them about saving and tithing and stuff like that. And so um, one of the things that the their biggest uh, avenue for spending money is the snack bar. Yeah. And they love that concept. I remember the the one that I had grown up, the, the swimming pool had Italian ice all the time. And mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. So. Yeah. I was gonna. That was gonna be the next question. Does, does the popsicle or the ice cream help in the cooling process, or you're straight to the air conditioning? It, I mean, I do air conditioning as much as I can, but it's. I think that um, a popsicle, drinking water, actually really helps. Uh-huh. I, there was a summer that I worked uh, in Atlanta for the for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend who was a mascot, was the mascot for the Braves. Okay, this is a new conversation. All yeah, of a sudden, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, and it's. I almost. It's a whole other the tangent that I don't want to slight too much, but it's. <laughs> so, and I was a mascot for a while too for that summer. Oh, so it was in between my man. sophomore and junior year of college. Uh, I just wanted to get away, and so I didn't. I, I mean, it was the kind of thing I, that I don't really remember how it went. I think I just told my mom, "I'm not going to be here this summer." <laughs> like I just didn't. Oh, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I got a job because the I went to school at Westminster, which is the town that we lived in. So yeah. we lived in New Wilmington and and, uh, and I didn't and kind of one of the deals that I made with her is like, if I'm going to go to school here, I'm going to act like I'm at school. Uh-huh. And so for that summer, I just kind of said, I got a job in Atlanta. I, I told my friend his uh, fiance was living with him and she was going to be gone for the summer. So I knew they had space because they had like a one bedroom apartment. But I was like, you got space. And so I just invited myself down. I said, can I come live with you for the summer and you can get me a job? And he's like, absolutely I can. And so it was great. And we just played video games all day or all night. Um, and he got me a job. Uh, I was a mascot. So I escorted the mascots and yes. um, the the Braves, which I hate the Braves, which is an interesting concept to the whole yeah. thing. Cause they had beaten the pirates two years in a row when the pirates were one game away from getting the world series in 91, 92. And um, so I just didn't, I have a, a, a uh, acrimony for the <laughs> for the Atlanta Braves. What what is their mascot? When their when, mascot is un, it used to be the unfortunate Chief Nakahoma. Yeah, yeah, and now and then it was just Homer, and it was just a guy with a baseball head, uh-huh. and it looked like Mr. Met. If you've ever seen that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like a he had a Braves uniform and just a baseball head, but they also owned um, Cartoon Network, and so they had like all the Hanna Barbera stuff, and so there's tons. Yeah. So at any given time, there were like ten different people walking around in. Mascot things, yeah. and so it's like I, your own little furry convention. Yeah, it game, really man. was. It really was. And so I had to. Um, uh, I just did various things. Uh, like I guarded the the. They have a baseball car that's shaped like a baseball, it's like a <laughs> bullpen car that they would drive around beforehand. But they'd have it parked out in the front, so I'd, I'd like guard it for people. And uh, uh, <laughs> so that people wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, um, How frequently did you have to like shoo along? Every single person that came by, really? like, because it was <laughs> it was velvet roped off. Like yeah. it was really, dumb. it was like right by the entrance, uh, and then people were like, let's uh, like lean over there, touch the car. And it was like, no, sorry, you can't do that. <laughs> so just constantly, just like, don't touch it. I literally have one job here, people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the cool thing about that is that they was only out there for like the like two hours before the game, and then after that they had to drive it down. And so the the my boss guy who was like thirty years old would come and get in it, and then I would get in it too, and we would drive around, drive down to the catacombs of the stadium, and then around the field. Wow! Like the, on the warning track of the baseball field, and like it was super fun. So I got to do all this super fun stuff. Um, I don't even know what I got paid. Probably like yeah, anything. Like, like it didn't. Bucks, it, yeah, yeah, didn't matter. Um, and but the one thing that they gave you is you could have a free dinner from the commissary. Commissary, and then all of the they had water, but it was Dasani because it was owned by Coke. So yeah. again, Atlanta. So like <laughs> all the Dasani water that you could have, and all like Powerade or whatever the whatever whichever Coke 
thing owns. Like yeah, I think, I think they have Powerade. So um, I just drank water constantly, and they were those little like mini bottles, oh, but, yeah, like um, a sip of water. Yeah, but yeah. you could go in the kind of the the backstage area, if you will, had just a cooler full of everything, and so you could just go back and get as much as you want. And especially when I was standing out there by that stupid car. Uh-huh. Telling people not to touch it, I would just be down in waters, and that was that what I found at that point. Now I was good, probably forty pounds lighter at that point too. But <laughs> uh, but I would just be, if I drank a ton of water, then it helped me from getting yeah too hot. So drink lots of water, but stay in the air conditioning. That's Tyler Tyler's tips to beat the heat. Yeah, uh, stay in the air conditioning, and then complain about it as much as you can. Complain about it. If you complain about it enough, people will find ways to get you to stop talking and work for the Atlanta Braves. Yes. Okay. You just you have a friend. Just just go down and get a job. That's a, they'll just give you a job. It's great. What do you do to get to beat the? Are you more of a heat or a? Well, so I have a complicated relationship with this question because I am with you. I would rather deal with. Oh my. Sorry. Deal with the problems that cold presents yeah. than deal with the problems that heat presents. But all the activities I most enjoy doing... They're warm stuff? Are warm stuff. Yeah, you can't bike in the snow. You can, but it's not, not fun. Not, yeah, it's a different thing altogether. Yeah, so yeah. I would rather be... I would rather it be summer, but... I would rather deal with the cold. What about like fall? Fall is the king of seasons. Yes, it is. Absolutely. There's no There's no denying it. Yeah. Like Even, that's interesting. Said I, I found that most people prefer the season that their birthday's in, whether they hmm. recognize that or not. No, I'm, and and you are a summer birthday. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fall birthday. I love the fall. Yeah. I mean, straight up and down. I love do it. too. Um, it's got the best, fact, best even, holidays in it. Even now, I'm halfway through July. I'm starting to want fall cycling. Yeah. Like, there's just a different feel to yeah. cycling in the fall than there is. I've been really frustrated recently with the weather the last five years uh, <laughs> as we've lost. That like, recently? Well, I mean, it's been really consistent the last five, five or ten years where what we've lost as things have gotten hotter is we've lost spring and fall. Yeah. We so, just get long winters true. and long summers and then no spring or no fall. Or yep. you get a fall that lasts a week and then it becomes summer again. Yep. And then it's winter, and then you get two more weeks of fall. Or you get fall in, like, March, where that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I will run to air conditioning very quickly. I don't love the pool. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the pool. Like, I don't like all the the pool things. I just like cooling off. I like being in water. Yeah. Like, But I don't like swimming. You need a really good day for this to be true. There are some days it's more annoying than it is true, but water gun fights. Oh, yeah. Are, I, I would rather get all wet than just a little wet, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be... Yeah, you got to be in the right mood for it. 100% humidity, and somebody needs to soak me out the gate. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. I like the... That's what the sprinkler's good for, now yeah. that your boys are getting bigger. Like, a sprinkler is... So, you, it's surprising how much fun just a regular old sprinkler is. You don't need a goofy one. Just put up a sprinkler and run it through it. Yep. Man, it feels so good. So, I, I do like that. Um, I... Yeah. Yeah. I think we did it. So I'm Jay. And I'm Tyler. And this is (laughs) Roughing the the Pastor. extracurricular activities when you were in high school i was in my favorite statistic about my high school career is by the time i was a senior we had eight periods of school and i spent five of them in the band room oh my goodness uh i was in every musical ensemble that franklin regional offered how big was your high school like how many were in your grade i think it was like 150 200 oh so not not huge huge. yeah there were that many musical offerings i had concert band wind ensemble those are two things. Those are two different things. Orchestra, jazz What did you, you play in wind ensemble? Percussion. There was percussion? Everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, when a concert band was like, everybody that wants to can be in it. Yeah. Wind ensemble was like, next level. It's like honors yeah. concert band. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I was in concert band was the oddity. Yeah. Most people, if you make wind ensemble, you just do that and but stay But wind out ensemble, of, does that have brass? Doesn't yeah. Have brass? What? Yeah. Concert band, 
is who's brass. excluded from wind ensemble no one it's just another fancier just name, name for, for yeah, concert band um then i was in general choir men's choir so general choir you're only saying um uh arts uh that would have been a great <laughs> job if i could if, that was a good joke gilbert and sullivan yeah songs. that's all i did okay yeah. just gilbert and actually sullivan we did do a show <laughs> where we did all gilbert and sullivan oh man Pirates, Pirates of it. Penzance yeah. and all that good stuff. You were yeah. the uh, major modern. Yeah. That's it. What were the words? I am the. I don't know. Major modern modern major general. I am. What's the, sad about my stage in life is the only reference I have to that song now that I see with some regularity is the Minions version. So it really is for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's the Simpsons one. The, yeah. The where, also good. Yeah. Where Sideshow Bob. He. For, he <laughs> Bart convinces Sideshow Bob to, it's uh, Cape Fear is the episode from like season six. <laughs> you it's great. do have an IMDb brain. It's incredible. Yeah. It's just, you've I can remember things away. that I want to remember. <laughs> like, I, cause I would say like, it's all useless information that I'm interested in. Yeah. So it's not like, why do I remember this? I don't want to remember the Simpsons. I do want to remember the Simpsons stuff, but there's other things I do want to remember, like which direction is North and how I can get home from here. <laughs> and I have no idea how to retain that it's stuff. Gone. The simplest things. Yeah. Like just tell me once where North is, I should be able to remember it's that way yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah i only know because that's the direction i came from yeah uh <laughs> all right so uh um, so anyway yeah. uh yeah so regular choir general choir men's choir ooh, honors choir hey uh there's a real funny story that goes did with you that. overload all your academics on another thing like you did you set your schedule up so that your last year would be all in the band room or it just no i just lucked out that and you I, didn't need to take like a math class or an english I class had, or a history class i don't think i was doing math I did do a summer math at one point, so okay. I know I preloaded that. Just to, like, shoot through it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did AP Gov. Was, there ja- was jazz band a separate class? Jazz band was not a class. Jazz yeah. band was after school. Jazz band tends to be an extracurricular. Orchestra was an extracurricular. Yeah. Um, that was not a class period. Oh. Marching band, but that was after school. What's your favorite jazz band song that you guys played? Take Five. Oh. What's your second favorite one? We in middle school. Take five is actually a drum feature. Oh yeah, I'm written, well written to aware. be a drum feature by Mr. Dave Brubeck. Well aware, yeah, of its true. drum implications. All, all about riding that hi hat on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a lot of Chicago in middle school. Okay, like the band Chicago. Yeah. Um. So there were a couple drum solos in that. We played Maynard Ferguson's Chameleon. Ooh, that was always one we did. Yeah, good for the trumpets. Yeah, throw Man, the trumpets so high. Yeah, so so high. Yeah, jazz band was fun. Jazz band's uh, super fun. It's a blast. There's a great song that my I was never at a school that had a jazz band. I was at a school that had a jazz band until eighth grade. Then I moved to schools that did not have jazz band and graduated from them. Mm. Um, but my school in Iowa, I don't know if I mentioned before that I grew up in Iowa. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the school uh, in Iowa had a great jazz band that I w- would go to their concerts all the time. I'd be very excited. I was going to be in jazz band that I moved away. Um, but oh. they did uh, a bunch of, they had a great band teacher, Kent Keating, shout out. Um, and he, they did um, Monin by Charles Mingus, oh. which is great. Yeah. And then there's also another Monin by um, Art Blakey, who's a drummer from Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. That one's really good too. And they're both great jazz band songs because yeah. they like start off like, like, and the the that's the Blakey one. The Mingus one just starts off with like a um, it's like a bass sax and it's, or Barry sax and it's like and then everybody just comes in like yeah. but it's just the, like a solo for the first like eight bars. Yeah, it's really really good. Man, I I do like the big band jazz band stuff yeah. like Buddy Rich. Yep, that kind of stuff. Yep, it's good. So yes, nice. I was in quite a few musical ensembles. Nice in so my day. What um. When did you start your musical connections? Like, did you have it at home or like, was there just something that connected you so to school? My dad was a drummer. Hey. Um, and like could play a set. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And when did you see him drum? Did he drum? No, I've actually to this day never seen my dad. Was there a set at your house? Sit, no, I just oh, knew. Oh, you just knew. Growing up, he played drums. Yeah. Um, I'd heard stories of him in marching bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then when we were kids, like right before whatever it is, third or fourth grade, you pick your instrument. Yeah. Um, we watched the Beatles. 
Oh, nice. Uh, help. The movie Help. Yeah. And Ringo is such a goofball in that movie. He's so happy all the time. Right. Yeah. That I was just like, uh, I want to be Ringo. That's a great movie. It's so funny. He's stuck in the basement with that lion <laughs> or the tiger. <laughs> like when he reaches into the vending machine and they just grab the ring. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, oh, that's, kind of... that's so stupid. Those movies are so stupid. Oh, but they know that they're stupid. That's what's so great. Yeah. Both uh, A Hard Day's Night and even more so Help. Yeah. Help is just so Help goofy. is, it's so dumb. It's the monkeys basically yeah but i think it was just just barely predated the monkeys uh but they know it's stupid and they're telling you like the whole time this is dumb yeah but that's what makes it fun but we know that and we're okay with it and so how about this like oh it's great so that's i picked drums and just ran with that all through and i was actually middle school or elementary school middle school terrible at drums yeah uh until i got a drum set and that's when i started like when I actually wanted to play my drums, yeah. I actually practiced. Yeah. Um, and that's why I started to get good. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So what, what uh, how did that, what was the social experience of being in band? <laughs> that and, was, and choir, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Choir less so. Choir, <laughs> okay, so there's a funny story about choir. Um, I didn't join choirs until I was a senior. I ah. had zero interest in singing. Was it, Were you encouraged by your band teacher to join the choir? No. Okay. I was encouraged because there was a girl I liked that cool. was in the choir. Hey, now. And they were having a pizza party one day. Was her name Sarah? No. Oh, That's, I know, right? Scandalous. Oh, my. Uh, and, and Don't I, let her hear this. I wanted to go to the pizza. Oh, she knows. Oh, okay. Because it's totally dorky. Yeah. Uh, I went to the, the, I wanted to go to the pizza party, hang out with the girl, and the choir director was like, I'll let you come and eat pizza, but you have to audition for choir next oh, year. Oh, man. To which I was like, yeah, okay, audition, great. Sure. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah. go eat pizza and then bomb an audition. Yeah. And, and the funniest part about it was I made district choir that year. Like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up the rank. So like. I went to district sing. choir one time. It's, that's a fun time. It is. But you get there and you're like, oh man, everybody's way better than I am. <laughs> so accurate. Yeah. Because yeah. I, like, I had a similarly small school. So it was just like, sure. You want to go to district choir? Like, sure. go for it. Yeah. And then I got there and everybody's like way good. Yeah. 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 I had no business being there. Yeah. None at all. Yep. Um, it's like um, uh, being from like uh, Barbados in the Olympics. Yeah. It's like, I'm just happy to be here, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for letting me play, too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Oh, I got to run a race? All right. I mean, there we go. Yeah. I'll so just no, stay in Olympic Village the rest of the time. Being in as much music stuff as I was in high school, that was my only social sphere. Yeah. Uh, the friends I had were band geeks. Yeah. Uh, that was it. Um, partly because that's the people I spend the most time with. Um, but partly just because there's a subculture to marching band, concert band that, you know, I think my particular level of goofiness only made sense. In. Yeah. What did you march with? Which drum? Snare drum. Your snare? Yeah. Were you the, the lead guy? No. When it came I, to it? I never got, I, I was the assistant section leader. Okay. So like if the section leader couldn't make a game. How many snares did you have? Four. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I also, so I was in band from what fifth grade on fourth grade on and started i think i may have even said this before i started a trumpet because we had a trumpet yeah and i want and i told my my uh, parents i wanted to play drums they're like you can play trumpet because you have a trumpet <laughs> like all right uh and i i complained about it as much as i could and uh within six weeks or so uh maybe maybe three months they were like okay you can switch and they kept saying i want to play drums yeah and they said okay you can switch to trombone <laughs> Because we, no, 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 no. we have a trumpet. You don't understand. It's like, I don't think that's that's worse than a trumpet. <laughs> and it was worse than a trumpet because you can't, you can fake a trumpet super yeah. easy. If you don't care about being first chair, you can just like hold it up and just move your fingers. You can't fake trumpet no. really easy because no, no, you no. have to have your slide at the same time. Yeah. So you're kind of side eyeing where everybody else is. That <laughs> uh, was terrible. And uh, so I did that for only a couple months. And then finally I was like, can I please be a drummer? And they were like, they, they said, yeah. Um, and then I was a drummer, um, and I loved it doing yeah. percussion. They and uh, my, um, I was our school only really had concert band up until um, junior high. Is uh, I think there was a uh, a jazz band that started in junior high. Or no, there was the high school band. But if you were good enough, you could go up, up to the jazz band. And we had one kid that was in my grade who was great at set. So much so that it hurt everybody else because nobody else ever got a chance because yeah. he was so good. Yeah. And so it wasn't really his fault, but it was really annoying because it's like, we should have other chances, but they're like, but yeah, but he's like so good. He could play in college. And yeah. like, well, it's like being uh, a freshman in Michael Jordan's class. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, like I'm also would like to play basketball. <laughs> I'm not going to be in the NBA, but I want to play. Well, and there's something too. There were a bunch of people in my school that were really good at set. 
Um, yeah. And we'd try out for like the musical, had yeah. a drum set part or a jazz band or stuff like that. It made you get better yeah. to know that somebody else, and it wasn't like a super competitive thing because these were the guys I was hanging yeah. out with after school anyway. Um, but to know that like, okay, if I don't bring my A game to yeah. this audition, he's yeah. going to, I know he will. So like, well, and the neat thing that our school did is that they had a set that was like a, a borrow set yeah. that you could like, that they, you could take it home and work with it. But that kid borrowed the set and kept it for like six months. Oh, see, and then he bought guy. a set and still had the other, like he just never brought it back. And so like none of us were able to work on set and he, yeah. and then the jazz band was combined with the high school. And so like, they also have high school kids who could play it. So I just never got the chance to be in that. But um, when I moved, so both I moved right before ninth grade and I moved right before 12th grade. And I found that um, moving is never easy yeah. and it always sucks. Um, and especially in high school, especially before uh, ninth grade, um, I said I've had a lot of kind of hard things happen, like like objectively hard things happen in my life. Not like, oh, I'm, I've had a hard life. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I've had the stairs. I've had people die. I've had parents get divorced. And... Um, still the hardest thing uh, like uh, kind of adjusted for inflation the hardest thing was moving yeah when i was in eighth grade Uh, so between eighth and ninth grade it's just my whole life building up to that point and then all of a sudden i don't know anybody and then and the place we moved to was very different culturally than than where i had had been and um so but each of those times um and especially my last year my senior year which is a lousy time to move but it was better because i moved from one kind of lousy school district to a better school district but I met people through band. Yeah. Because one, you have band camp. So you get together before the school year starts. But also band is band in high school is made up of almost every portion of the strata of high school. Uh-huh. Like every kind there are athletes who play in the band. Yep. There are burnouts who play in the band. There are valedictorians who play in the band. There are people who will not graduate who play in the band. <laughs> there are people who are like straight edge will will never smoke a cigarette in their entire life yep. and never touch alcohol there are people who are drunk in at marching band yep. maybe not at the competitions but will like uh, drink yep. <laughs> they bring their cigarettes and all that like yeah. burnout kids uh yeah, it's straight all edge kids they're like super christian kids so like it's every uh, every every part of the society like really popular kids really dorky kids really nice kids, really mean kids, like bullies and people who get bullied, but everybody's there. And it teaches you, there's a team attitude. Like you have, you have to practice, yeah. you do competitions, it's competitive, uh, It's, um, but you have to work together. Like nobody yeah. can do it on their own. You can have a great trumpet player, they won't carry the band. You need to have a great every section for yeah. the band to sound good. And um, especially being a drummer, the amount that the band relies on you as a drummer is insane. Yeah. And that's what, when I was, uh, the school that I was at from freshman through junior year, the band teacher made me exclusively play the bass drum, which I didn't mind, but it wasn't, I wanted to play the snare, but the snares can screw up more than the bass drum when you're oh, marching. Yeah. And so he was, I was the one that he saw, he, he felt like I had the best rhythm, which annoyed me at the time because carrying a bass drum, it's, marching with a bass drum is the worst. It's a death sentence. It's, it's so, so hot and so heavy. And yet um, he didn't trust anybody else to keep the rhythm of the band when you're marching. And so he made me be the bass drum all the time. But it, that's a lot of responsibility in terms of you are not playing anything, none of the tones. Yeah. But everything, whether the band goes too fast or too slow or like you control that. And yep. so if you wanted to be a jerk, you could really speed it up. Every once in a while we'd mess around and try to speed up. But <laughs> speed up, like try to change the tempo without the band leader netting. Yeah. And he always knows. Yeah. So I don't know why we kept trying that. Band camp, there were shenanigans. Yeah. Aplenty. And the drummers always ended up having a high percentage of burnout kids. Like yeah. people who tried to be in percussion because it's a, it seems like a, it's, if there is a cool part of the band, that's the cool part of the band. Darn straight. Uh, and it's spoken by two drummers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's still, I mean like in a traditional rock band too, like you yeah. want to be the drummer, you don't want to be the bass player. Yeah. Right. Like that. So that's, um, that attitude, uh, was it, it, just that experience of, of having a ready-made community Yeah. that is a cross section of the social strata really, really helped. And so in each of those moves, even though they were hard, I started the school year knowing a good percentage of a cross section of people across grades. So I knew people from every grade. Yeah. I knew people from every social element and, and was introduced to them that. And then the other one was youth, uh, youth group. Yeah. Kind of connected me with Same stuff, idea. But, but even more so band did in a way that, 
uh, it blew my mind. Yeah. I don't know if this is like this in sports. It probably is. But, like, at least in band, there are pre-built-in times of just hanging out. Yeah. Because this is the first year in three or four years that our worship band didn't go to New Wilmington. Yeah. But we would play music in the morning and then go sit at Muggsy's for, like, two hours. Yeah. And, like, because we had time. Or, you know, sitting around the cafeteria table eating way too much ice cream. Like, that kind of stuff um, gets built into music in a way that kind of forces the community to develop even deeper. Yeah. Uh, so like marching band practice on Friday, we would leave and go down to the little Caesars and get pizza and breadsticks yeah. and eat together and then go back to well, school, and, get ready for the show. Like in, in any ha- band room, like prior to a football game, you go in there, there are these kids and this was like pre phones and stuff, Yeah. but there were like, there's always like a circle of kids in the corner playing magic, the gathering. Yep. There's a circle of kids over here who are just like goofing around there. There's a kid in the corner reading. There are these people who like are dating, who are trying to find a good place where they can sneak off. Yep. There are the kids that are trying to go outside and smoke. Like there's all kinds of different things. And then there's just different conversations going on. And it's, there is so much opportunity for you to find like rarely in a band is someone excluded yeah. because there's so many different groups within the band. Even if you're a drummer and you don't fit in with the drummers, you can play magic with the trumpets players right. when they play trumpet, like right. when they play that. And if you're, are, I don't know, someone who is really wants to study your math, there's someone who will, st- who is also in advanced math, who will study math with yeah. you because they also care. And then even better. I mean, the home games were fun, but the away games, Oh, they were the were best really when you hit it. Cause that you're all on the bus together and again, this is a time I know kids try and hang with us before cell phones, let alone iPhones. Oh, it's crazy. Um, I remember it was huge when I was a junior. Um, I borrowed my dad's Nokia. Yeah. And it had Snake on it. Oh, the game Snake. Where, like, yeah, Snake yeah. little chases its tail. Everybody, that was all the people with the TI-90s. The, yeah. Their TI-89s. Yeah. The, yeah. the big old graphing calculator had and Snake on it. I was so cool for a day because I had Snake on my phone. Like yeah. that was, um, but like being on the band bus and the jokes you tell and like, um, sharing earbuds and listening to music together. Yeah, like yeah. there was so much life lived together. Well, and there was, and it's just things that were funny in the context of the band that are not really funny. No. I mean, it's this community that's just filled with inside jokes that the bulk of the group is excited about. Like the, my friend and I, she was the drum major is my senior year. So I was just there that one year. Uh, and we went to band camp and bonded with everybody. So I, again, came out of band camp knowing 80 people, yeah, hundred people, solidly right off the bat um and um we at the end of every uh, away game we would sit in the very back of the bus and we would sing the way you make me feel by michael jackson as loud as no we would sing man in the mirror mm-hmm. and we would sing it every single time just the two of us would sing it and people were ecstatic that we were singing it. and and i know that probably you hear this story and think tyler of course you thought people were excited to hear you sing because you guys were singing it but in no one ever said Jeez, what you guys stop it? Like people, yeah. and there were times where we forgot, and people were like, "Are you guys gonna sing Man in the Mirror? <laughs> You're supposed to sing Man in the Mirror when we yeah. leave." And it was the kind of thing where just like it's obnoxious, but we could be obnoxious together. Like there's a to see a band interacting with themselves outside, like when you're not part of that band. Yeah, they it's look weird. It's weird, and you think, well, "Oh man, I don't." Those kids are annoying. Yeah, like, and uh, we would see other bands doing their stuff, and they would have their own special jokes or chants and stuff. And you watch them be like, "Man, I'm glad I'm not in that band." Yeah, I'm glad our band is so much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and there are other songs that are like that. It's not a great song, but it's just a fun song to play. Yeah, and so we we get super excited about playing late in the evening. It's, uh, a, was... um, it's a Paul Simon song. Yeah, it just had an awesome uh, drum part but it was so hard because it was like syncopated it's like like it's really really hard to play uh but it was super fun and that and that and uh carry on my wayward son was oh, another yeah. great one to play ours was disco inferno like for oh, some disco reason uh, whatever arrangement we had the drummers yeah loved it and they but there were songs that the whole band like as soon as they would say it everybody's like yes and like carry on my wayward son everybody got super super excited about that yeah um what was it ballroom blitz was another one <laughs> And you guys we had better songs than we did. Yeah, yeah, but I wish we had been probably both. Of, I think it's probably missed you too. But like the five, ten years below us gets to play, probably ten years, I guess. Um, Seven Nation Army. 
Oh. I feel like that's the best marching yeah. band song to play right now because hearing people, and even like at the World Cup, you heard everybody yeah. say it. it's a great chanting. It's like a bump, 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 Yeah. Bum. You get a whole arena chanting that. It's beautiful. Oh, man. It's so great. And it gets you so hyped. And like hearing marching bands play that now, I always think, like, man, that'd be so much fun to march to. <laughs> yeah. And being like playing the drums during that. Oh, man. Yeah. My senior year, I got to play snare, and that's so much more fun than, than oh, playing the bass drum. It's a blast. Yeah. It was a blast. And you, you just saw DCI for the first time, did you? Yeah. Know? Oh, man. Yeah. So that's Drum Corps International, which is like way super nerdy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's awesome. And it's, I mean, from the outside, it's marching band. Yeah. Uh, but like on a level that's way deeper. But like to talk about, the, to talk to the people who are into DCI, they'd be like, it's not marching band at all. No. But to the layman, to well, the layperson, it's straight up marching band. I mean, it's I, like someone who's like, uh, stir fry is not Chinese food. Yeah, right. It's like I understand that it's not, but like, <laughs> hey, but in my, in my head, if I see you eating stir fry, I don't think, oh, you're eating Japanese food. I just right. think, hey, look, I, I'd like some Chinese food too. It it is of a level like I say this with not I say this with humility. I was a pretty good drummer at the peak of my college. Yeah, I tried out for DCI and they laughed me out of the room. Oh man, it like, is it just it's it, insane. It they're so good so what it is you go and you see basically what again to the layperson feels like a marching band competition right like it feels like what happens at halftime of a football field or of a football show but on on a level that's even more intense than college yeah and to i didn't go to a big college so i can't think of like a penn state or a ohio state or something those giant schools that have giant marching bands that do amazing things so ohio state i think has a really good one they yeah. always get youtube videos posted yeah. on it because they do like their formations are crazy yeah. um so you have i think about a third that many people yeah so it, which is still like 100 people and it's just brass and it's, it's just brass and drums yeah and there's a pit so there's like marimbas and mm-hmm. keyboards and stuff like that yeah which also blew my mind because we went to a small enough school that there was every single person was marching except yeah. for the drum major like there was nobody along the sideline playing a keyboard or playing a, <laughs> a marimba or or, yeah. or a xylophone or something like that um but then they put on these shows that have plots to them sometimes which makes sense and sometimes <laughs> which like there was one show that was like they they were real proud of their the point they were making and yeah. it made no sense and it was like <laughs> that was almost worse than just one that was swinging a miss yeah yeah but they were like felt like real self-important about it it's like we're making making a statement it's like yeah i think your statement is that you think that you're making a statement that <laughs> it's not very clear yeah um but it's it opened me up to this whole culture that's still existing past high school mm-hmm. and to watch especially having been in marching band like i'm only really performing and then you watch the other bands but only with the sense of trying to find what's wrong with them yeah trying to not like them that's it right because you go to a marching band competition where there's four other bands and you just you aren't thinking like oh man they're great you're just thinking like those guys are dumb or like we could have done that or like i mean that's cool but sure that'd be easy if if we had a band twice our size like they are yeah like you just find ways to kind of shoot them down because it's that competition and you and you're in high school and you're not trying to be empathetic charitable in any way yeah and uh and you're also just waiting until you can go get nachos from the thing after you after you try out um but just that that sense of um teamwork that comes into it and it's this weird mix of and and i i played sports in in high school too and i think sports are really important but the when you play in a band you're doing art Mm -hmm. together which is such an interesting concept like um, you like you're creating a thing that someone else wrote, but without all of you together, you, you can't, can't do, do it. it. Yeah. And there's the heretic Rob Bell. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's a, favorite. Did a, uh, one of the last Numa videos, um, which again was a thing that existed that were great when everybody loved Rob Bell, and then yeah. all of a sudden people hated Rob Bell and they all just pretended like Numa never existed. I can't find them anymore. I They're know. so good. They, it's like they never existed. I yeah. still have all those CDs. If you do want you? Them okay, I might yeah, have the whole set. Yeah. Rip great. them out. Yep. There, so there's a. Um, uh, there is one where I can't, um, it's called like harmony or something like that. I think it's, it's called rhythm. 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 On the, yep. yep. And, and he talks about bands and talks about how kind of this diversity. And I think I'm throwing, this may be what he said, or just what I remember, what I have twisted it into over time, but just that sense of like the, in the band, everybody plays something different. And, uh, my son is going into fourth grade and he picked an instrument and, um, I kind of wanted him to play drums just because we have drums, but he really wanted to play trumpet. And I, and <laughs> the sins of the father, I know what's well, the, it's the flip side. <laughs> and so he really wanted to play trumpet, which I, I highly encourage. Cause I think trumpets of, if you're going to play an instrument, trumpet's actually a good one. Cause you're usually playing the melody Yeah, and it's light truth. 
and trumpet players get to like dance around and do all kinds of things. It's yeah. pretty easy to hold. I, we were then given a trumpet, which I've since found out is not a good trumpet. Like it's our band director is really insistent on <laughs> quality instruments. And so I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> not going to cost us a lot of money. So yeah. if anyone has a trumpet out there, they want to use them, <laughs> let me know. Rough the pastor at Twitter.com. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but the, the whole idea of, um, that, I mean, the trumpets play the melody more often than not. Yeah. And so that's what you often think of is like, if we're playing the song, we're doing this, but then you need the, the, the harmonies, you need the, the other stuff, you need the offbeats. Like if you're just a clarinet, this just goes boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop, Like we need that part of carry on my wayward son. And, uh, like that, everyone has their times to, to shine in a sense. Like there's usually different parts where like, this is a flute solo, or if not a solo, like this is the instrumental part of it. If you're the heavy brass, there's usually, especially in marching band, there's always going to be a song where there's like a piercing, like bum, 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 yeah. bum, like the, where you're really, you're carrying everything just for that part. And yet you, it's not like you just sit back during the rest of it. Like you are all putting your layers in and what Rob was, Bell was saying is like that we need all that. Yeah. Um, there's a killer video. Um, I can't remember where, but Ben folds yeah. is the musician in residence for some orchestra. Wasso, right? the, the West Australia okay. symphony orchestra. Do you know this video yeah, where we have, he, we have the DVD of it. He writes the song on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, so the conductor's like, just write something, just come up with something on stage. So he's got the whole orchestra with him. And he's sitting at his piano and he just starts doing the the weird stuff first. So like, yeah. he's bump, 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 yeah. bump, bump. And he's like, basses, play this. And, and it starts out and you're like, this is dumb. Yeah. But by the time you layer that all together and then put a melody over top of it, yeah. it's like, oh, that wouldn't work without the weird stuff. The stuff that sounds so weird at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, just wouldn't. The song wouldn't make sense without it. Well, and it's like, I mean, you get that, like, like the, um, I was thinking of the Harry Potter Puppet Pals. Do you remember that video? Oh, yeah. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Dumbledore. Snape. Snape. Severus Snape. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I mean, but that's a good, that's a very simple example of just, like, adding in the parts and yeah, the, yeah, that that whole idea that every, that your part, even if it's not the main part, we need it. Yeah. And the the whole, I mean, the way I've, I've taken it is that like, um, I don't think this is part of the Rob Bell thing, but maybe it was. If I teach you, if I know a song and I teach you the song and I just say, sing exactly what I sang. And then we sing it together. We're singing in unison. Yeah. And we can teach it to other people. And if we're all singing in unison, we're all singing exactly the same thing. And any one of those voices could drop out and it won't make a difference. So the right. only thing more voices make it louder. Yeah. But you only hear the one song. Now, if I teach you a song and then say, how would you sing that back? And then you sing it your way. And as long as I can match up mine, if I sing it my way and you sing it your way, all of a sudden we're singing in harmony. Right. We're singing two different parts of the same. We're still singing the same song. Um, so it, it does, it does require, uh, that we are singing the same song. Yeah. Um, or at least a, a complimentary song. Um, but, if you drop out, the song is different. Well, that's, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, um, it's two thoughts around that. Like, number one, writing music. Yeah. Um, somebody who's been in bands for a long time and I'm not in band, I'm not in a band right now. Yeah. And trying to write stuff is miserable. Yeah. Um, even in the bands that I was like principal songwriter, like did most of the heavy lifting on songwriting. Yeah. It's way easier with other people in the room saying, yeah. try this, do this, maybe yeah. this, to give this a shot. Um, but then even again, back to New Wilmington, we have a, a band here at the church, a worship team. Um, we have a gal that sings with us, Kareen, and she's incredible with harmony, hmm. like just outstanding with harmony and really unique about it. Like yeah. not harmony. It's amazing how rich a harmony can make something oh my sound too. Uh, and, and there's like, I don't know, there's like standard issue toolbox yeah. harmonies yeah. that like you'll hear everywhere. Yeah. And she's got just a very different approach to it. So there are times that we'll be leading worship on a Sunday and she's not there. Yeah. And, it's and we different. sing a song that yeah. I am just so used to her harmony now and it's not there. And I go, huh? uh, and it, it will actually throw me up on stage. Yeah. Like I'll be like, oh, oh, oh no, wait, we're supposed to sing it this yeah. way. Like keep going. Yeah. Um, when it's missing, it's missing a lot. It's I, And the thing I like about that kind of harmony and melody is that you don't necessarily have to have great voices. You yeah. have to be singing the notes. Right. So you have to be able to hit the notes, but 
you can have to, I mean, Weezer was a great example of this. Yeah. Weezer in their first two albums, especially that first album, do all harmonies, four part harmonies. Uh-huh. And none of them have great voices, nope. but they all hit the notes. And you can put all those harmonies together and they sound awesome. And that's like Ben Folds in, in, in that other thing, he will get the, the audience to sing like a trumpet part yeah. of a song that he's like, there. Uh, it's a great video of him doing this song, um, uh, a song called Army, and then another one, uh, a song called um, uh, Not the Same. Mm-hmm. And he teaches the the audience here, sing this part. And in on in the live version of or the studio version of it, it's done by instruments, either like an orchestra or by brass or something like that. But having them do the singing parts, like it's just. 2000 voices singing this part and half of those people are probably not hitting the notes, but it's just singing it together and singing it complemented with what he's singing makes this beautiful thing. Yeah. And that sense of harmony, that sense of coming together to me is what the church is when it's best. I was going to say, and there's so, and that's, I mean, I think that's the turn is that there's so much in the church. What makes marching band so great is that great diversity of character. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it fun that, I mean, most of these kids are very few of them are going to play band in college. Yeah. Uh, and even the ones that play band in college, once they get out of college are pretty much done. Yeah. But the, the, what, what they experience and what they create even in high school at that level is bringing all of, not just these different instruments, but these different characters together yep. to to what, bring this thing together. Well, it's really all of it. Like, right. You've got extremely talented musicians and not talented at all musicians yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. You've got different parts supporting each other, right? The drummers have to be on cue for the whole rest of the band to thrive. Yeah. Um, the element of shared experience around the actual doing of the thing, right? Yeah. So going out to eat, going, you know, hanging out in between at Muggsy's. Yeah. Um, and even like that secondhand creation high, if you yeah. will. So like the kid who is the percussion player that just plays the triangle or just yeah. like holds the cymbals for the snare drummers. They have to march backwards. That like was that. my freshman year. Yeah. And it's, it's so many freshmen have to do that. Just to be like not even playing the cymbals. Or, I mean, if you're playing the cymbals, you're just kind of clapping them like a monkey while you're marching. Yeah. But then every once in a while you have to turn around and march backwards and hold them up for the people who play the ride cymbals. And that is an important thing. Mm-hmm. And it does if that if you don't have the right symbols in that song it sounds different yep and it's not like it's not the right song but it's a different song and so even the element of i mean that's as little as you could be doing playing like you're not you're just becoming a stand yeah right. for this other instruments that somebody else is playing but you become a, a vital part even in a small way yeah of something that's happening and to me that's what the church is best i think that the church has a habit of um a lot of times and especially for people who've had issues with the church is that it seems like they're saying here's the song sing it back to me yeah. exactly like this. well even worse than that i think this is what you need to know and here's what you need to say to other people as polarized as we've gotten we've got churches now that are just straight trumpet sections yeah yeah this is the instrument you will play this is how you will play it these are the songs we play and yeah. if you deviate even a little bit then you're not then part you're not of this one band. of us yeah uh and that's just garbage like that's not the way it's meant to be yeah um we need the diversity of voices we need people to sing slightly different and um, to be able to say like oh i know the song but i always sang it this way yeah and then you hear like oh actually that's kind of more interesting that way that's that's funny because i mean a, a couple years back now a friend of mine got married it was a catholic ceremony and i went and i, I it was right after i graduated seminary so i'm used to presbyterian weddings which are maximum 20 minutes long yeah. get in get out get on with life yeah. And this is a Catholic wedding, so there's it's like an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. Full full mass. Yeah. Yeah. Full deal, full ride, lots of but it was a really big church and a really like talented group of musicians and mm-hmm. liturgists and stuff up front. And about half hour into the service, I sat back and thought, this is a beautiful way to sing this song. Yeah. Not specifically about the music, but yeah. like this worship service as song. Yeah. This oh, is a yeah. beautiful way to sing this song. Yeah. It's not how I would sing it. It's not how I'm gonna sing it when I go home. Yeah but I really in that moment appreciated how they were singing the song. Well, and, and I mean, and even in that sense, marching band, like marching band is a beautiful way to experience that music that you can't, you can't replicate. Yeah. So just because you can't replicate it doesn't mean you can't learn from it. Right. 
like that, that, and maybe that's a good example that that Catholic service, you're not going to have that, that no. service at home. So you can't do those things. But sometimes we will see that and we say, how do we, we need to re- reproduce what no, they did. No, 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 And no. And I that's, think especially that's the Weezer Teal album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't do exactly. that. And churches get in that habit of like, oh, this band has a contemporary service. We need a contemporary service. And like, no, you don't, no one can play guitar here and right. you don't have a drummer. And <laughs> right. you are missing the yeah, key like ingredients. That's a, and maybe like, it's not just, we need to be like everybody else. It's what can we learn from that that makes us feel alive? Yeah. And how can we use that to feel alive ourselves? Like, what can we do? Um, how can I take that experience and and look at music differently? Even just to say, like, I never would have thought that that um, Seven Nation Army could be a marching band song. And then you hear it and you're like, of course, it's the yeah, perfect marching band song. Absolutely. So what other yeah. songs am I, and also I never realized that Seven Nation Army could be a hype song that a thousand people could sing together and come together over this song that was written by a band that only has two members. Yeah. Like it doesn't even have the full n- amount that a normal band would have Yeah. by these two weird vampire people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Oh man. Speaking of which, we're going to do an episode on Jack White at some Jack point. Jack White's the best. The question is, is he really talented or really insane or both? Oh, he's 100% he's really talented. I don't know how insane he is. So, I, I mean, the question is whether he actually is insane. Yeah. I don't think he's insane. I think he's a little crazy. He's He definitely is on the level of crazy. But then, like, you hear him in interviews and stuff. He Especially in an interview he does with Steve Carell. Or Steve <laughs> Colbert. Uh-huh. Stephen Colbert. Uh, he is the most human in those. Okay. Uh, he's just got a lot of attitude. Yeah. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. And uh, interesting, he has a lot to say about faith in really yeah. interesting ways. He like grew up Catholic and has never fully rejected it, but has really uh, moved away from it in a way. But there's a lot of faith in Jack White's music that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's, I highly recommend. That's an episode to come back oh, to. Oh, it's some good stuff. Yeah, but, yeah listen to Jack White music in the, in mm. the meantime. And not just by, uh, White Stripes. White Stripes no. is great stuff, but his stuff after that. Yeah. It's really great. All right. On the social medias, did you play an instrument? Do you play an instrument? And what did playing an instrument in a group setting teach you? What did you learn doing that? Not necessarily like I learned how to play the trumpet, but like what did you learn about other people? Yeah. And it could be like what did learning music, how did that help you in the rest of your life? But also what experiences do you have as part of that group? Yeah. That helped you understand being part of a group. Yeah. Uh, and then how does that translate to the church? Do you ever feel if you <clears throat> if you were in a band uh, in marching band or concert band or choir or something like that, some kind of ensemble that did art together? Um, do you ever get that sense? Uh, did you ever get an experience that felt like that in the church? And if not, why? Yeah, that's something to pay attention. Yeah, to. yeah. Why do churches not feel like marching band? <laughs> Title of the episode. Yeah, coming in right yeah. at the end. <laughs> Coming in right then. Uh, so yeah, uh, hit us on Twitter, uh, rough the pastor, uh, Twitter, roughing the pastor on Instagram. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Music. Yep. Um, so yep. I've been Tyler. I've been Jay. And this has been roughing, roughing the, pastor. the pastor. We did it again. Ba-doop. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs>